aka the Korean Drama Podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about them. This week we did episodes, uh, you know, every week it's harder to count them. It was 10 through, no. 9 through 12. 9 through 12. That's why I said last week, and then I told myself I wouldn't forget it. Whoa. (laughs) You know? But then we postponed recording, like, four different times. So maybe you had it the first time, and we ruined it with our postponement, our rain checks. I did, uh, the first time we were going to try and record, I had literally just finished the episode, so I would have probably remembered then. It's been a couple days now. Do I remember what happened? Not really. I do love this K-drama. I don't want my memory problems to reflect how good this (laughs) K-drama is. That's why Emily takes notes. She gives me prompts. She gives me cues. She says, Raquel, talk about this. And then I do it. But also, sometimes my notes are not clear. Okay, (laughs) so there's a note at the beginning of episode 11 that I will figure out by the time we're done with this, I promise. It is underlined. It is bolded. It was a very funny thing when I wrote it down. But now I can't remember it, so it can't be funny anymore. It says, note 2, episode 11, these idiot spies find each other within nine hours. What does, what does that mean? mean? What could it what mean? It We're mean? writing in spy code now. <laughs> it's not good spy code if even the spies can't understand it. Yeah. Or I guess it's podcaster code. Even spies don't know. These idiot <laughs> podcasters don't know what their notes mean. <laughs> Why well, take notes if I'm not going to understand them later? I I remember the feeling of writing it. I was so funny (laughs) at the time. What a funny thing. I'm going to write it down. God, I'm a a riot. That was me when I, back in the day when I was taking notes. And then I pretty much just read my jokes off the page and it just wasn't good. It was bad. It was bad podcasting. So I thought it was good jokes though, so. Yeah, you could tell. You could tell. I would listen to them back and I'd be like, oh, she did read that one out of her notes. Wow, Raquel. Okay. (laughs) You also wrote a lot of quotes, though, which I think was a really good habit. Oh, yeah. I did used to write quotes down. I used to write quotes down, and I used to write names down. Remember those days? We're not there anymore. I prepared myself with three drinks. Three separate drinks for the podcast. (laughs) So I'm sorry if my responses are even more delayed than usual. I don't know why I did this. I just got too excited about all the options. She wanted tea. She wanted a latte. An iced latte. Is that what that is? Kind of. It's coffee milk. Oh. Which they sell in cartons in Japan. Oh. Uh, It's pretty much a latte, I think. But like chocolate milk, it's full of sugar and targeted towards kids. I make my own that's just coffee and milk, which I think is more of a classic latte. Yeah, that actually just sounds like how I take my coffee, like um, doing coffee milk. In fact, my parents, who take their coffee black, whenever they see my coffee, they ask, uh, they do that cute, like, parent thing where they're like, do you want some coffee with that milk? It's like when you go to the grocery (laughs) store and there's not a receipt or, like, not a tag on one of the items and the person says to the cashier, does that mean it's free? Oh. Sorry, I'm the, blown the up my parents' spot. Joke. Yeah, jeepers. Sorry, I do. I love my parents, but if I hear one more thing about how I don't drink my coffee black, I swear to God. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard on my tummy. Yeah. I've got a little child's tummy, and yeah. I need milk to break down the acidity. Yeah, it really gets to my stress ulcer. I'm... <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> my ulcer can't take black coffee. I'm sorry if that inconveniences your adult principalities. <laughs> Why am I blowing up your mom's spot? Like, geez. We love Sherry so much. We both so do. Much. But, like, not all of us want black, gritty diner coffee for breakfast, so. Milk it up. Milk it up. Is that something I wanted to say? <laughs> 
Instant I, regret. I went full force behind it. I will always be here to support you no matter what you say. Thank you. <laughs> um, other notes. I guess as a whole, these four episodes, it might have been me. I will always blame myself first for my mood going into a, a K-drama because what's happening in your real life always definitely affects how you how you perceive a show and how you connect with it. I was pretty not into it this week. And I'm not going to say that's because the episodes were more boring than all the other ones. Though, I'm not going to say it wasn't because of that. Who's to say? There's no need to blame anybody. But there was something about these four that I don't know, I just didn't get into. Even they threw in the the moment that I've been waiting for where Im Yeun finds out that Big Mi was her good, good boyfriend's leader at the time of his death, and, like, all that happened with that, and I was, like, half-listening. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I thought I that this... ruined me. No, I. this is actually a huge relief, because I thought I was just checked out of the drama because I came back from vacation, and I still had vacation brain, which you should, like... Okay, watching a K-drama should never be hard. I have ADD. Um, but yeah, I I came back from vacation and I was having the hardest time focusing on watching the K-drama and getting really invested in, yeah, those big moments where you're supposed to really feel, like, really, really feel Imya Un's pain and... And very Chinese pain. Yeah, and she's then she gets so shot. Yeah, she, yeah, she's in physical pain. <laughs> You're supposed to be very worried about her getting shot and if she'll survive or not. And the whole time, I was just kind of like coasting, coasting through the episodes. Were they bad episodes? Absolutely not. It's a great K drama. I just couldn't, I couldn't really invest in these four. Okay, then it wasn't just me. Mm-mm. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Like I said, I will try not to ever blame the K-drama for me not being as interested as I could be. But it felt like there was so much of more of the same somehow. A lot of the spy stuff had kind of gone in the exact same way that it has been going. Where, like, they start something and it's really cool and then it kind of fails but then they try something else, and it all comes together. And you're like, pew, 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 finger guns. They nailed it. That's exactly what I want from this drama. But for some reason, it feels kind of repetitive at this point. A little bit, yeah. And it was one of those things where it was so repetitive that when they showed the scene of Imyeun on the phone, uh, giving up like the information on the the mission that they were doing to steal the ledger, I straight up in my mind, as soon as I saw her on the phone, I was, I thought that was planned. I, that was a planned giveaway. Which is nice. It's what we want. But for some reason, watching it come to life is like, okay, I don't know. I think they took, they don't have as much emotional tension in this show as I think they might be trying for. It's just such a fun and silly show that I'm not that worried when Chanmi gets shot and she's dying in the hospital. And I'm not that sad for her when she alienates all the people in her life and wanders around the city alone. I'm not as invested in... Like, I wanted to be bawling with Im Yeun when she's watching the video of homeboy i should look at his name but i'm not going to it's Min something Min Hyuk. all right i'll look i'll look if i got it right i deserve a cookie i think so i think you get a cookie it was Min Sok. <gasps> oh what the hell <laughs> i've grown as a person i've grown as a person um when she's watching the video of him proposing and she's bawling and Chanmi is bawling. Mm-hmm. I should be bawling. Like I, I should, should be, be in so there. Sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was wasn't. hurt. 
you know i i felt a i felt something i was not Mm -hmm. devoid of emotion i just wasn't i wasn't crying you know Mm -hmm. but maybe i cried all of my tears in our last couple dramas yeah maybe my 2020 tear quota is gone and i don't have them for our good good boys and girls in good casting but but here we are who's to say who's to say it's probably us it's probably our fault yeah usually is we kind of lost doc ock in these four episodes he was just hovering in the background being vaguely creepy yeah he's kind of losing his shit huh a little bit is it worrisome that i still have a little baby crush on him (laughs) (laughs) and likes her a bad boy (laughs) (laughs) maybe just a little also he's just a good looking dude also Team leader, team leader Dong. Mm-hmm. Very good looking dude. Why am I attracted to him? Um, I. What I will say is, occasionally I wish he was the main romance. Mm-hmm. Here, sometimes I feel like, uh, what's his face? The other man, the little boy. <laughs> no, don't call him that. The younger the man. Yeah. The yes, oh, the, the young CEO. man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sometimes I think he's going to turn out to be a villain and um, team leader Dong will be the main love interest that picks up the pieces or vice versa. One of them's Michael and one of them's not Michael. (laughs) I'm calling it right now. It's hard. They started dropping clues to imply that CEO Yoon is Michael, but I feel like they drop a clue and then they have 15 scenes where he's just a normal good guy and i'm like i don't know if you're trying to build to something but it is weird yeah what was crazy is that the like small amount of michael's face that they showed really looked a lot like doc ock oh really yeah i thought so but I mean, it was only, like, the bottom quarter of his face, so it's hard <laughs> to say. I, yeah, I guess I'm still pretty convinced that Michael is a lot of people, or essentially nobody. He is an organization. He is an idea. Yeah. I really, really like that, especially considering, yeah, I feel like it's more of an, um, I don't know, I feel like it's more of an American thing to, like, really tie it back into the main characters, and it's just as likely to be just someone we never met before. <laughs> and we'll we'll all have all of this like build up to thinking it's someone that we know already and they'll be like, Oh no, it's a guy named Michael. He's new. Have you have you met Michael? And we'll all <laughs> be super confused. So I guess between those options, my preference is that Michael is an idea. Michael is many. Uh but we'll see, I guess. Yeah, we've only got four more episodes. That's crazy. All right, let's go through these sort of in order, because I do have a lot of notes. Okay, let's get it. And I feel like so much happened, but if I just try and break down, like, the biggest stuff, I will just undermine it with my disinterest. Mm -hmm. So, we'll go along for the journey. Let's see. So he, sweet little tiny baby, was kidnapped Oh, yeah. Man, that feels like a decade ago, huh? Right? Because within an instant, that is resolved. Yeah. She's gone, and then they're like, we don't do child harm, which I can appreciate. I can appreciate that pretty generally. We've been watching um, another K-drama on Netflix where they are not worried about child harm, and it's very hard to watch. It's a hard drama to watch. I think we'd take the comedy right out of this if we harmed <laughs> sweet baby Angel Sohi, so... If she was just gone for these four episodes and was only returned when they discovered that it was their director who kidnapped her, wow, that would be so much darker. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. I'm here for darkness. I'm here for the juxtaposition of great comedy and then a really dark twist, but also very much appreciate that she is fine and she gets back to her mom within 10 minutes. 
Yep, uh, I can. I'm here for that. You just didn't build a lot of tension, but that's fine. Yeah, and it's very hard right next to the scene where, I mean, we left off last time where Chanmi was also being kidnapped. We had two people being kidnapped, and almost instantly, they are both not kidnapped. They're both fine. No need to worry. Were you worried? You fool. You fool. Don't don't worry. You don't even have time to worry before Chanmi has killed her driver and escaped. Yeah, damn. Very cool scene. Always very cool moves, Chanmi. But like, I guess you're always fine. There will never be tension when Chanmi is involved. Yeah, she's a super spy. I did like that she had an antidote for whatever poison he gave her in her ring, conveniently. Was it an antidote? I thought it was a different poison that would like knock her out before Um, he injected her. I thought it was an antidote so that he couldn't kill her. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a scientist. See, I, I thought it was like a l- little baby poison that she could knock herself out, make him think that he had injected her. Like needles close to her neck. He thinks it's in. He pushes the syringe and she passes out because she has poisoned herself. I have no idea how poisons work. We're gonna have to. <laughs> we're gonna have to zoom in, get forensics in on this scene, <laughs> see what happened. It doesn't matter at all. Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> all that matters is that she got away. Did he also get away? So like, hey, face blindness, how you doing? Is he the guy <laughs> that gave director Soul? His cell phone when Director So was in the interrogation room? No. I think those are different people. The The bad spy was pretty chiseled. Like, he had a really chiseled face. I feel like I'd remember that, but maybe you're right. Maybe I just didn't pay attention to that guy because I thought he was nothing and no one, so... Mm-hmm. He kind of is. I mean, he's kind of a bus-stop girl of evil. God, I remembered Minsuk's bust up girl. I remembered Minsuk's name. So like I guess I just don't really want know what else people want from me at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like done all you can. <laughs> I just, you know, we're not going to go in order. Let's skip around. I just am so confused <laughs> as to why director so gets visitors and access to a phone while he's sitting in the interrogation room. Yeah, that's inappropriate. Like, is it not treason to commit crimes against your country's highest level spies? Yeah, like your highest security level, and you have definitely 100% been caught in the act of some pretty serious shit. But I guess here's a telephone. Talk about talk to someone on the other end of it about how they need to get you out. Like it was the most incriminating conversation I've ever heard. <laughs> Is there not a recording in the interrogation room? I feel like you're being recorded, sir. What is happening? And he calls two people. <laughs> and then he says what? he has a recording of a conversation of someone with Michael. Like, he he has two incriminating conversations where he straight up is like, by the way, I have a recording of you, person on the other end of this call, talking to the most dangerous man that we are all here to hunt. And nobody is like, hey, maybe we should talk to him about that? <laughs> They're all too busy doing their spy stuff? Yeah, I guess we're not going to interrogate him until... We'll wait until he gets killed in the holding facility. And then we'll be like, oh, you know what we should have asked him? Literally any questions. (laughs) We maybe could play back these tapes of what he's been doing all day. See that he's made a few phone calls and then ask him about those. Maybe that's a good direction to go in. But his whole storyline... Is he in a holding cell? He's just in the interrogation room for like three days while they're out doing things. Yep. This sir is just waiting there 
with these insane machines that are out of some 80s spy movie. Like, I don't know if that's a throwback. I really hope it is, because those machines that sit at the end of the interrogation table are so (laughs) distracting. (laughs) They needed a backdrop, and so they were like, "Uh, go deep old spy movie. Love it. Love it. Why are they here? Yeah. Um... Yeah, and then they set him up with someone who is either on his side or is a very, very, like, has the professionalism of a peanut. (laughs) 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 It's just like handing him a phone. Oh, what's happening? (laughs) Is he even under arrest? I don't know. That storyline is concerning. But I guess he's dead now, so we don't have to be concerned. Look at that. No tension. It's done. Immediate relief. We love it. We're here for it. <gasps> One storyline that I was super into in these episodes that was a complete change from everything that had been established in this drama so far, in the best way, is Kim Woo-won. He finds out that his manager has died, and everyone else knows that it was a fake suicide, that it was a homicide that was supposed to look like a suicide, but Kim Woo-won does not know that. He thinks that he abused this poor sir for so many years, and then, which, okay, stepping back from my train of thought for half a second, sorry, (laughs) welcome to my brain of madness, just... Uh, so sorry for Pichil Wong, or whatever his name is, sorry mm-hmm, sir, mm-hmm. that you were abused at your job for like 10 straight years and all you wanted was a way out and then you're murdered as soon as you get out of your job. Yep, you get captured, you get put in a holding facility, and then you get very much straight up murdered in a rough life. Yep, 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 yep. You know... You know, you sorry. Know. Uh, okay, sorry. So, so back to Kim Woo-on. Back Kim to Kim Woo-on. Yeah. Yeah. His storyline, super interesting. I love that they gave him the opportunity and they made him very sad. Yes, and they took it. He was very, very sad. He was feeling a lot of regret over how he's been treating people. Which, we love to see that. We've been waiting for that moment, because he's been an insufferable brat up to this point. So, give us all the repentance. We love to see it. I mean, they also did a very good job of keeping it in the background. It wasn't like a main storyline. They didn't spend too much time being like, guess who's sad? And you're like, there's spy (laughs) things going on. Someone was shot. (laughs) Uh, but they did a good job of being like, especially with the buildup of this potential ship that they're doing with Imya in, mm-hmm. they're doing a good enough job of keeping him in your mind, showing that there is change going on, and and he's growing, keeping you interested. Yeah, he's starting to consider other people's feelings and thoughts, which it's a pretty big leap to make in just the span of a couple of weeks maybe that uh big head hit that he took back in the first couple episodes was really really good for him (laughs) i wouldn't recommend it for personality change but if it's gonna come anyway then we may as well change his personality nice nice bonus (laughs) bonus his relationship with immune didn't really progress at all but i'm still here for it we got four more episodes i'm still conflicted i'm more here (laughs) for it than i was before but i still am not okay so within these couple of episodes okay listen listen i know that losing a partner doesn't define you and you and someone should be able to move on after that and find love again it's hard in the span of a couple of episodes to watch her finally get to see her like the proposal video 
that Minsyuk made for her and like sob about it in her small home that she used to or that she lives in with her daughter that is Minsyuk's daughter as well and then in the same breath be like can't wait until she moves on yeah i struggle with that i'm definitely that guy the scene changes we see kim move on and i'm like oh yeah she's got a new man now and no she does not she does not need that in her life he is a dumb baby he is a dumb baby i just love romance yeah. Apparently, even more than I love people and their well beings, <laughs> I just love romance. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's growing, so I'm more open to it than I was before. I will give him that. For sure. We were not going to be here for it if he stayed the same man that we started the drama with. Yikes. All Yikes. it took was his manager dying. Yep, and him thinking it was his fault, and her sending him all of the fan mail that he needed to see to get over that, and her making meals for him, and her taking care of him. I think. Oh that- no, stop. I'm pretty sure that he's her son, just so you know. Ah! <laughs> I don't need that. But he's living alone for right now, he is surviving on his own. Hopefully, he can keep doing that, get better at doing that, and we can see that progress so he doesn't need... I mean, boy probably needs a manager, right? I don't understand why they haven't assigned him a new manager, but... Yeah. He doesn't need a mom anymore. Hopefully we can take away those aspects of the people who surround him (laughs) being his mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, yeah, if he gets a manager, then she won't have to continually fill that space for him. Yes, that I would appreciate if they got him someone to help him out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think he needs a manager for work. Maybe not to make rice? it'd be nice. Yeah, it'd be nice if he could make (laughs) his own rice. And I think he's on that path. Yeah, he's growing. We'll get there. He's growing. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Ooh. A storyline, sorry, this is not in order at all. Breaking no, promises okay. right and left. <laughs> Who would expect us to go in order in these episodes? A storyline that was actually very painful and did get me the closest to tears was um, Huang Mi-soon and her <sighs> daughter. Yup, that one was whew, pretty heavy. Hey, I can never have kids now. Yep. God bless parents of teenagers. And also, God bless teenagers. Because <laughs> shit's rough for her daughter, you know? Yeah. And I very much was not on her side when she starts yelling at her. Mm-mm. I think that is not a good way to handle conflict. Yeah. But then to see that she finds out that her daughter's being bullied at school and she realizes that she's also very much been bullying her at home. Ooh, that hit hard. Well, little traumatic subplot right there, you know? Very traumatic. Hey, can we just enjoy spy things and not have you guys be like, remember how they're doing spy things instead of being good parents? Hey, don't. This is why the Charlie's Angels were in their early 20s. Yep. Remember two podcast episodes ago when we were super stoked that we had a couple of moms on the team? All of a sudden, it feels like ammunition to make me sad, so... (laughs) Why am I supposed to feel guilty for enjoying (laughs) these older female spies who are moms and spies, and you're like, they can't be both. They literally cannot do both. They have to be one or the other. And they're choosing spies for your enjoyment. For your entertainment, they will be good spies. Like, hey, don't. I hey. don't choose that. <laughs> Stop making her hit her child. <laughs> oh, no. Ooh. Yeah. Wow, rough. Just. Okay. 
You know, okay. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Mr. K-drama. Don't. Because <laughs> I feel guilty now for enjoying the show. Yeah. And that she was one of my favorite characters up until the point that there was definitely some level of either negligence or abuse in that home. You know, parents and she can't... was definitely the cause of both. Yeah. For sure. And, you know, she's a busy lady. I get it. It would be nice if her husband was helping out a little bit more. Can we... Okay. I'd... Classic Raquel move, make the man the bad guy. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> but, like, he is home all the time, right? Yeah, let's throw shade where shade is due. <laughs> if we're talking negligence. Like, could he maybe, like, step up? If you're going to be a stay-at-home parent, step up. Be a stay-at-home parent. Be a homekeeper? What is that called? Not a housekeeper. Homemaker. Yeah. Be a homemaker, take I'll... out the freaking recycling, and check on your daughter's well-being. Those yeah, all we see things. you do is pick your fucking feet. Just, like, be a person. Be a person. Be a human. And the only way he has changed and is be- is deciding to be a human is starting to find out his wife is a spy. Literally the area that needs your help the least, sir. Yep. It's fine. She can keep being a spy without you knowing about it. Eyes on your own paper, sir. (laughs) Oh, maybe he'll be a person, too. There's changes going on with him. Yeah. But I thought he would step up more in that scene where Misun was yelling at her daughter. I thought he would be more present. And... They took the sort of comical role of making him also scared of her, and that just made me feel like they are living in an abusive household, yeah. and soon is the abuser, and that made me sad. Yep, that's pretty rough, you know? It was supposed we, uh... to be comedy, that he's scared of his wife beating him, but yeah. like... It always is when you try and subvert expectations, because usually it's the other way around but abuse is still abuse and that's still really bad yeah it can happen to anyone yeah and to show it happening to men doesn't make it funny nope it's not gonna be funny we're not laughing sorry sorry <laughs> sorry not but sorry. if he's an abuse victim how can we yell at him about not taking care of his child Misun, now you're the bad guy again. Hey, we've circled back to you. I don't understand. (laughs) What is Uh, this show doing? Yeah. Um, I'm confused. I'm hurt. I feel tricked. I just forgot about this storyline. I'm glad we're getting this off of our chest. Yeah. You are the chosen one, Misun. You are the chosen one. I don't know why Emye Un can't be the chosen one. She She's is the new now. chosen one. <laughs> yeah. She kind of always was, but also, like, you know. Usually the meek one isn't the chosen one. Yeah. She's got a journey to go on that seems pretty clear. You know, how many times can Bik Chun-mi break CEO Yoon's heart? The limit does not exist. I'm so frustrated with both of them. Yep. This is poor communication at its finest. How is he still in love with her, though? I don't understand. Yeah, he's gotta walk away. Sir, you look like a fool. It's okay. There's more fish in the sea. I like don't want to be that guy, but it's that thing. It's that same thing that we come back to every K-drama. Where as soon as there's a kind of unrealistic conflict, like maybe the seventh one, where like she's broken his heart this for the seventh time and you're a little bit like you know not everyone is for us maybe it's time (laughs) maybe it's time we look away from our past and into the future where there are so many people that are worthy of love and who can love you back and i get it your ex is awful 
She is literally the main villain of this story. But that does not mean that your first love is the one for you. She's let you down so many times. Yep, you know? Can we sort of derail for half a second? I have a question yeah. about that scene where she's calling him. It was however many years ago. I think it was 15 years ago. She's calling him. He's at his mother's funeral. And he... Oh, she's trying to get in, and he calls her, and she doesn't pick up. Yeah. What? What is that? I don't understand. Why is she trying to get in? And then he's like, oh, let me call you. And she's like, no, I won't get in that way. I want to <laughs> get in my way. You're 15 feet away from him. Yeah. Just like Pick say up your something. phone and he'll let you in. Yeah. Literally, all you have to do is be like, hey. Hey, <laughs> over here. Oh, loser. What is wrong <laughs> with you? It's. It just ends up being another scene where she breaks his heart, but I don't understand why, because she was there. Why doesn't she just go in? Literally, the only thing I could think of is that, like, something the bodyguard said to her resonated, that she wasn't allowed to talk to him. But I think at the end of the day, you can just pick up the phone. Yeah. She's never been that kind of character. Who, if a bodyguard was like, you're not his tutor anymore, so you're not allowed to talk to him. He is high up in society, and he does not talk to plebeians. <laughs> She's not the type to be like, oh man, that hit hard. I will never talk to him again. Okay. You know, you're really right. I forgot my place. <laughs> I forgot my place. Big Chun-Mi is not one to say, I forgot my place, and not pick up the phone. When she wants to get into a room. Yeah, Big Chun Mi had an entire prison of women convinced she was a crazy person, so... I'm pretty sure she can, like, dodge past a couple of weak-ass bodyguards, but that's just me. I mean, I guess I don't I... know where she was at at that point. Yeah. Maybe... Like, physically. Yeah, maybe, like, pre-spy her, like... Pre-spy Big Chun Mi... For sure, probably couldn't take on those bodyguards. But I guess where I'm at is that, like, man, was pre-spy Big Chun-Mi also just a huge pansy? Because I don't think that's true. I think they showed, no. like, her first in the past scene being her, like, throwing pens at him because she was annoyed with him. Oh, yeah. And there was that weird scene where they are tutoring together and she throws another pen at, like, the record player. Oh, yeah, and she punches him in the face, I think. Hey, so... At some point. Get past those guards, homegirl. <laughs> Miss Prodigal Spy. What is happening? I just don't understand it. If she wanted to be there, she could have been there. It's just another instance where she lets him down, but I don't understand why she lets him down when she's... 15 feet outside the door. Yep, and then 15 years later, she lets him down a couple more times. I can't with them. Ugh. I say I support romance above all else, but man, is this not romantic. I'm done with those two. I'm done. I'm kind of... Okay. Can't wait for them to pull an uncontrollably fond and hurt me in the last four episodes. But, you know, I'm really... Ready for everyone to go their separate ways. <laughs> let's all be done guys let's all say we did good and goodbye pat ourselves on the back and walk away while we're all still actually slightly behind no one feels ahead right now but <laughs> is it wrong of me that I will be sad if the ending for the big bad evil guy homegirl ex-wife is her going to prison Purely because I will miss her outfits. I will also miss her outfits. They are very good. I also think that she would thrive in prison. <laughs> it might be your best life. <laughs> okay. She real manipulative. I mean, she, she could probably own that prison by the end of the day. That's fair. She probably 
actually would buy the prison before she went to prison <laughs> just to make sure that she literally she owned the prison. Yeah. I pay all of you. I wonder That's if a boss move. Yeah, that I mean, I would respect the shit out of that. <laughs> but her outfits kill me. All of them. All of their outfits. We don't talk about fashion enough because it's just over the top so good. They're just I want to I was almost going to say it's all the subtle things about their outfits, but no, it is all the things about their outfits, all the loudest, craziest things. For me, the most memorable for Imie Un was when she finds out, when she confronts Bik Chun-mi about Min Sok's death, and she's wearing this super long trench coat that's like cinched at the waist, and it has a tulle skirt underneath, and then like tall black boots i remember that look yes it was so good it was so good but so subtly like nobody would ever wear that it was absolutely a runway like this six foot one 90 pound goddess strutting around making it look like people wear that stuff (laughs) and i'm here like people don't girl I straight, I looked at it for a minute and I was like, can she, she, she's Raquel, can she wear this? She cannot. Oh, but I wanted to. I wanted to so I badly. Wish, I wish I could. I don't I have. I'm absolutely. What? I just don't have the confidence to pull it off. I, uh, I, I no, no, listen, it's fine. I have the confidence to pull a lot of bullshit off. I have worn <laughs> I have worn the same American Eagle slouchy Henley tucked into the same pair of jeans for two straight days cuz that shit comfy and I don't care. <laughs> I have a lot of confidence in how cute I look in comfy cash clothes, you know? I feel really good about that. If you put me in a tulle skirt and a trench coat, I would struggle. I would be out of my element. I would have to learn. I would have to adapt. It would take a while. <laughs> I'm not six feet tall. It's a it's a look, and I was proud of her for it. I am absolutely... I want to buy all of Huang Misun's clothes. I was going to say, if anyone, I'm a Huang Misun, but I'm not, you know. It's just, if I had to choose one of these girls to buy... All of their looks. I wish it would be baked on me. Her looks are so cool. Yeah, that's who I would. I would try so hard to develop but that. But I love the little boy looks that Huang Soon wears. She does wear some pretty good little boy looks. <laughs> that is my aesthetic. 110%. Give me that little corduroy jacket that's cut <laughs> off at the waist. Give me those pillboy hats. Yes, Hi. she does have a lot of pillboy hats. Why? Why does she need them? And why do I love them? That is... I... I jive with that. I did go crop top shopping the other day. Uh, because I wanted to try to wear a crop top under a blazer. I didn't get very Ooh. far with it. We're not there yet. We're working on it. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. Yeah, I took it back. But like I'm gonna try again oh, later. No. no, it's fine. I'm happy with I'm happy with who I am. I'm gonna try again later to do a crop top with a blazer. It's nice when you're at home all the time. You can experiment a little more with fashion. Yes. But it does feel useless. I have not <laughs> bought clothes all year. Because why would I? I keep buying clothes and then wearing the same six outfits that I've always worn. <laughs> and just spending money I don't have. That's fair. I need to buy more clothes. We've decided that I'm going to have a goth aesthetic this year. (laughs) Like, mid-2020 to mid-2021 is M's goth year. It's my goth year, yo. (laughs) Ooh, my little throat sound. Gross. (laughs) That'll Um, come out in post. Thanks, bud. You're welcome. I'm going goth. 
I'm excited for it, but I need a lot more clothes. And it's about time to get rid of some old clothes. It's just hard. I will have to find out where to donate all my old clothes to, because Japan has such a big thrift, like, community. I don't Mm -hmm. know. They thrift a lot. But when it comes to clothes, they don't have, like, as many donation centers. They mostly have thrifting. So it's like, yeah, tags on, never been worn, we'll take it. But anything else, just throw away, and it'll get burned. Hey, what? No. This shirt is fine. I just don't like it anymore. So I gotta find out how to get rid of my old clothes, because I always have in the back of my mind that I am in Japan, and I'm not gonna stay here forever, so I can't let my closet get, like, crazy overfull. That would give me such bad anxiety. So I gotta get rid of a lot before I buy more. Yeah, yeah. Just generally, too. I'm kind of letting my closet get over full right now, and it's giving me anxiety, and I don't live in Japan, and I don't... I'm not currently in plans to go anywhere, and I still look at my closet every day, and I'm like, buddy, please stop buying clothes. (laughs) Just find such good deals. Mm Mm-hmm. And we love clothes. I didn't used to. Korean dramas have really changed. Like, they've really flipped the script on my life in a lot of ways. I'm all about skincare and clothing these days, which was not Raquel five years ago. Raquel five years ago was all about eating ice cream sandwiches (laughs) and (laughs) not washing her hair for five days. I feel like you've always liked clothes. You've always had a lot of clothes. Yeah, I've always had a lot of hoodies. That's fair. Your style might have upped a little bit. Hoodies, final shirts, jeans, leggings was like Raquel's look for most of her young adult life. So Times by 4,000. Yes. Just <laughs> all the hoodies you can imagine Raquel I still had. have a lot. I still have a lot, but like I used to have um, obscene amounts. And then I would like find... God, I'm going to have to edit this down so much, but let's just keep talking. Um... <laughs> I would find old jackets. I still do this, too, but I do it in a more fashion-conscious way. I would find my dad's old jackets, but I used to find his old hoodies that were, like, thrashed. Um, Now I find, like, he's got, like, kind of a cool old denim jacket that I found. A couple (laughs) old bombers. My dad was a small guy. He was a thin guy. Um, So they're not, like, massively oversized. No, 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 no. Um, and these were, like, from the 70s, so, like, the late 70s. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, long story long, I still have similar habits, and I still definitely own a lot of, like, comfy cash clothing, but I think I've stepped it up to, like, just a little bit thanks to K-dramas. I think so, too. I think we've gotten a little bit better. Mm Mm-hmm. A little bit more high fashion. Yep. But... Yeah, that kind of sucks, being here. I was so proud of myself when we moved here. We just had two suitcases of clothes and then three more to bring Jason's computer because we are the dumbest children. I don't know. We were also very poor, so we weren't going to buy a whole new computer. But, you know, one suitcase of clothes. I brought, like, three t-shirts, one sweater, a few pairs of pants to start my new life for the next year (laughs) in Japan. And I was so proud of that. And then the clothes just started coming. And we just, my husband and I both just freaking love clothes. <laughs> and now I'm like, Jason you does have love to go clothes. back. He loves clothes. He has so many clothes. I love it. I think it's super great that he, I don't know. I, he's got but, good style. Yeah, so he's, real, he's real fashion forward. Mm-hmm. I love it. But it's hard when our closet's so small and our suitcases are even smaller. I'm like, we can never leave because how are we going to leave all our clothes? Just have to stay here forever. Don't love that. That kind of hurt, but I guess hurt me. (laughs) Just say whatever you want, I guess, and I'll just live with the consequences. Oh, no. No, we're going to come home. We're just going to have to find a way to get all these clothes donated somewhere. 
Because I can't live with myself if we just throw them in the trash. Not okay. So anyway. So anyway, thanks for joining us in literally 10 minutes worth of Fashion Corner where we barely talked about K-dramas, but we did talk about ourselves a lot. We do love to do that as well. (laughs) Thank you. Sorry about it. (laughs) Thank you for staying with us. Yep. If you want to send us an email, we are plankpodcast at gmail.com and we love to hear from you. Yes. If you wanted to reach out to us on our website, there's areas to comment there. Plus, you can sign up for our newsletters uh, where we just let you know what K-dramas we're going to be watching or what K-dramas we've been watching. And uh, you can also find a link to our Patreon on the website. Our website is playonk.com. The Patreon is, if you want to go straight there, it's patreon.com slash playonk. If you want to find us on social media, we are on Twitter at playonk, and we are on Instagram at playonkpodcast. And we would love to connect with you there. If you just give us a short hey, tell us you're listening, it would make our whole day. Thank you. Yes, we are on several different podcast hosting places. Um, we are on Stitcher, we're on iTunes, we're on Blueberry, we're on, uh, we are on Spotify. There's not an area to review on Spotify, and that's what this little thing I'm saying is about. If you could give us a rating and a review on your favorite platform to listen to us, we'd really appreciate it. It would mean the world to us. Thank you to everyone who's done that so far. We appreciate it immensely. Thank you, as always, to James Hevel and Scoot2DM for our theme songs. We love them and we love you. We love them and we love you and we love all of you so much for listening. Thank you so much and join us next week for the... Is it the final four episodes of Good Casting? The final four! All right, damn. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.